Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back in 2019, I uh, I was drinking with a cousin and decided to jump off a roof and roll my ankle real bad the day before we were going to Athens for the Georgia game. And I decided to not go to the ER till after the game. So I went to Athens and I was walking all up and down those hills, but it was well worth it. Cause we all know what happened. But 
listen, you know, I listen every fall and listen to all the podcasts, but just recently I started listening every day to the Daily Crow. And yesterday I know you were talking about how the, the universities essentially tried to put you out of business. And like I said, I haven't kept up very frequently over the past few years, but I, you know, I've noticed a, a bit of a shift in the show and you're talking about switching over to covering more broad SEC categories. But, um, I was just curious, man. And I don't want to take it back to that. I know we got a little off track yesterday, but I was just curious, you know, what was going on with that and what exactly happened with the school? Cause I know that last year, you know, Beamer was happy calling out the Beamer ball rags and seemed like everything was going well, but, uh, proud to see the success you're doing. And, uh, if I ever see you walking down the streets in Greenville, I'll definitely shout you out again, man. Have a good day. Go Cox. Okay, so that was Sean. And a great question for Sean. And let me say this, Sean, by the way. I, I'm not going to get into details of specifics of things that have happened behind closed doors. I, I will say this. The support from Shane Beamer, those in the building, you are absolutely correct. It is there. The support from Gamecock fans, it is there. There have just been things that have happened. You know, it's been a long six years, right? But it's flown by as well. But there's just there have been things over the course of that six years that South Carolina has done, whether public or private, and both have happened, that have indicated to me that South Carolina would rather me not exist. Now, again, that is not for everyone. Because, again, the good news is this. You know, I've talked with Shane Beamer back in summer of 2021. I have DM'd him back and forth pretty recently, actually. And we have a great relationship. I talk to other coaches on the staff currently. We have a great relationship. Those guys keep up what we do. They follow the content. They enjoy the content, actually, believe it or not. I Heck, I think at times it probably serves them with some, some motivation, some inspiration, right? It's like you're not just surrounding yourself with yes men and people tell us how great we are. Like, you know, getting that kick in the ass can serve as a, as a positive thing. I'm not saying South Carolina uses our content as, like, motivation, but I think those guys, at least they respect the hustle and they understand where – we are coming from as an entity and, and talking about it objectively and not just blowing sunshine and rainbows. So, again, Sean, I, I don't want to over-exaggerate and say that it's it's me versus South Carolina because it's absolutely not. But, you know, Sean, your question brings me into something I wanted to discuss because I, I think it's fascinating. You know, I, I don't spend a lot of time, and I'm going to get into your questions, I promise, guys. I don't spend a lot of time talking about NIL, the NIL space, because I, I really don't believe the common fan wants to just sit there and talk about NIL every single day and get it beaten in their head. Like, we understand the realities of college football, what it is right now. And we do things privately in the NIL space to make a positive impact for the University of South Carolina. But in case you missed it today, it was announced that Garnet Trust, the NIL collective that is – essentially a, what what would you say, a, a part of Gamecock Central or a branch of Gamecock Central or whatever. It's just the other NIL entity. Right now, there are three. There is Garnet Trust, there is Carolina Rise, which, of course, our friend J.C. Sherbert heads, and there is Park Avenue, which is valuable to USC, but, of course, there were some, there were some obstacles to overcome early in the history of Park Avenue. Well, Garnet Trust is officially now, South Carolina announced a partnership, a paid partnership with Garnet Trust, an NIL collective similar to Carolina Rise. Garnet Trust will now be the official NIL partner of the University of South Carolina Athletics Department. Our friend J.C. Sherbert put out a statement after 
that announcement. And I texted JC this morning and had some conversation with him. He says, dear Gamecock fans, and it's a long letter, I'm just going to highlight what I think are the highlights of this. First and foremost, I would like to congratulate Jeremy Smith and his group at Garnet Trust for securing what should be a beneficial advertising and marketing partnership for their organization, as well as a South as South Carolina's big picture NIL aspirations. I've said this from the start. This is not a competition. The two collectives grew out of two very competitive media outlets, but it's ultimately a separate business. The more money for South Carolina, the better. And certainly, as many of you have talked about, it helps when the athletics department university puts its marketing muscle behind it. This is where it gets interesting to me. This is a business transaction between IMG and Learfield, the media rights holder at USC and Garnet Trust. It's a paid endorsement. I wanted to clarify that because I did not want you folks that joined Carolina Rise and only Carolina Rise to think in some way that USC was picking sides here or had a preference. You get what you pay for. And Garnet Trust paid for the right to be called the official NIL partners of South Carolina Athletics. That's the bottom line. That's right there in the excerpt. That's right there in the note. It's not like the University of South Carolina is telling folks not to join up with Carolina Rise or that they're not recognizing us or what we do either. We're still listed on the collectives page on the official website. Trust me, USC in no way, shape, or form wants Carolina Rise to go away. They are promoting one over the other because that's their job given the contract USC has with Learfield. But reading that led me back to this point. It's something I've felt for a while, but I feel like seeing something like this really gives an opportunity to speak on it. There is a lot of divide in the Gamecock fan base. There's a lot of divide in Gamecock Nation. There is a lot of divide in the Gamecock community. And guys, we've heard this over the years. South Carolina's biggest enemy is itself. South Carolina will not reach its full potential until at least some of that divide goes away. Because what I see is a lot of ego. I see a lot of ego, and I'm speaking beyond the collectives, but we could certainly, I mean, I think this speaks to the divide that I'm talking about. If the ultimate goal is to Make sure student-athletes at the University of South Carolina are compensated well for their name, their image, and likeness. If the ultimate goal is to make South Carolina as appealing a destination for name, image, and likeness, how does it benefit the University of South Carolina? How does it benefit those efforts to have one entity going this way, one entity going this way, and one entity going this way. How does it benefit them in any way? Also, too, I could just take this back, guys, to personally. It, it has always blown my mind from the jump how much divisiveness there is in this fan base. When there are folks out there that are really talented, that have potential, they have ability, but they're so driven by ego and spite and negative emotion that they'd rather fail on their own than succeed partnering with someone else. They'd rather do 10% of what they're capable of achieving than putting heads together, shaking hands in a business partnership, 
and making serious waves and serious traction. Until that divisiveness goes away, whether it's at the collective level, whether it's at the, dare I say, University of South Carolina and TSUS level. I mean, guys, there are so many things going on in the Gamecock community that we have no part of. And I'm most certainly not going to butt TSUS into that. And listen, they don't need us. They, they, they don't need us to promote it. I get it. But do you actually think that it wouldn't be beneficial with a network of 38.1,000 on Twitter, 29,000 on Instagram, 42,000 on Facebook, 19,000 on TikTok, over 50,000 monthly podcast downloads? Do you actually think it wouldn't help the efforts? But there are some that are so driven by ego, the ego of being right, the ego of, I disagree with what that person says, so to hell with them. They cut their nose off, spite their face. I mean, the University of South Carolina has been doing it to me from the jump. Because if you want to make traction with me, I mean, we could have partnered up. We, we, we could have done some things. That ship has long sailed, though, I can assure you. But it's just, it's, Always blown my mind this this divisiveness in Gamecock Nation. It, it, and there is a serious divisiveness. Heck, I've thought myself seeing like content creators on social media, like these content guys that are small, they're small, small, small entities you probably have never heard of. There's some of them out there that are really talented, really talented people. They'd rather lead with hate and negativity and jump in with the CSC the Carolina slapdick community, if you're not familiar, they'd rather jump in with those people and be cool with the Twitter community than actually do something and build their career and, and, and build their following and, and build themselves as a figure in the Gamecock community. Instead, they'd rather leave with hate or lead with hate, excuse me. And then again, you look at this collective thing. I, I mean, how is South Carolina supposed to get out of the cellar, which is where the Gamecocks are, by the way, in case you missed it. How is South Carolina supposed to get out of the cellar in regards to NIL when they're going three different directions, if not more? And I know everyone's doing their own thing to, you know, they're doing different types of strategic partnerships with different players, but like, would it not be more effective if all those energies were put together and, and, and done for the greater good? Would, would it not be more productive? I, I just, and this is America, right? People can start their own businesses. That's great. On, on one hand, it's like, thank goodness that, that people have the freedom to start their own collective. But I just don't understand the divisiveness. And I, I just don't think the University of South Carolina, I don't think anything with Carolina, especially Gamecocks football, you're not going to get the most out of the program until there's a, a union of some sort. Because all I've seen you know, as I've dove into content, business has grown. You, you meet more people. You talk to more people. And you guys know I've spoke to it very, very transparently. There's just such a divisiveness right now. There's such a divisiveness. There's, there's, It's so much of a dick measuring contest with so many different people. I, I just, I don't think South Carolina, it's not benefiting South Carolina. I, you know, and I just don't think the Gamecocks, I, I don't think you're going to get the most, especially out of the NIL scope. As long as there's divisiveness, I just don't think you're going to see, you're not going to see South Carolina reach its true potential. So that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm, I don't pretend to be the most well-versed in that space. 
But I've just noticed it since the jump. There's such a divide in this fan base. There's such a divide. And unfortunately, unfortunately, some of the most divisiveness comes from some people out there that tout they care about this school the most. Just because they don't like that I said the offensive line's not very good. They don't like that I said, well, this player's not all that great. That divisiveness has to go away for South Carolina, I think, to ever achieve anything of significance. So, just my opinion. I could be totally wrong, but it's it's weird. It, it's it's There is divisiveness top to bottom. There's divisiveness top to bottom. So, and Jacob E. says, teams with the deepest pockets, outright buying players, also tampering. And Jacob, guess what? It's the new age of college football. And either, hey, if you broke, just say that. that that's really what it comes down to, Jacob. Ain't nobody going to have sympathy for you because Carolina's not the only one losing players. And as I've said before, I don't put it on the, I, I don't put it on the, it's not the responsibility of the common fan to funnel a, or support a salary cap at your favorite school. My only point is just these collectives being divided. And I think J.C. Sherbert's words were very strong that, They're the partner of the University of South Carolina because they're paying to be so. And this is Garnet Trust wanting to like one-up Carolina Rise. And I'm not trying to put words in their mouth. It may not be, but they're paying to be in that position. Why is that? Well, because it's business and it is a competition. You can say it's a, a nonprofit all you want, but it's a business. It's a business, bottom line. Why would Garnet Trust try to get ahead? It's business. It's com- it's competition. They want to be the go-to entity. They want to be, this is where you go for NIL. You can say all you want. They're not in competition. That's bullshit. That's complete bullshit. That's complete bullshit. I don't think there's a whole lot of love between those Gamecock Central and those Big Spur guys. And again, I don't want to speak for them, but they are in direct competition. So I, maybe I should let JC and company speak on that, but th- just from my outside perspective, I think it's interesting, and I just I, I think the efforts would be much better off put together. Put your heads together. Why not? Uh, Dalton says there are only two collectives, Rise and Garnet Trust. Park Avenue is being paid by Carolina Rise to broker sponsorships for athletes within the program because the NCAA blocked the athletics department from doing it. Well, I mean, they still do exist. I, I get what you're saying. Even if there's two. Even if there's two. I, I just – I don't know, man. It, it feels weird, you know. And I and again, I thought JC's words were very strong. Um, I thought they were very strong. You know, it's funny too. I and this is kind of a side note, but I saw somebody say that you know Garnet Trust is maybe the little bit more Garnet Glasses entity. And I mean, we've done things in regards to partnering with student athletes and giving back to USC and like, but like that's that's why you're never going to see TSUS as like a leader in the NIL space because. How can I speak objectively on anything if I'm literally filling the pockets of a certain player? Like, how can I speak objectively on his performance? How can I speak objectively on the football team? I, I mean, it, it's, it can be somewhat of a conflict of interest. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from. Tick. What's going on, man? How are you? How are you doing, Chris? It's me, Justin. Justin, what's up? Take on, my friend. Yeah, what's up, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Yep, but- Good, good. Hey, Chris. Um, I listened to Dialogus today. Um, hey, Chris, it's been a long time since we held for Dialogus, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm excited what Dabble Loggins had to say yesterday. I, I think that uh, there's reasons to be optimistic for sure, man. Oh, yeah. I like your speech yesterday. It was pretty good, Chris, because you said it would change up the, the offense a little bit. Like, hey, Chris, I'm not saying it's not going to try to be like the Oklahoma offense, offense right, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be like the Oklahoma offense, but, it, it, you know, it, it'll be much simpler. I mean, based off what they've said, it'll be simpler, easier to, easier to uh, for the players to execute on and get the ball to your playmakers and make big plays. And that's what we all want to see. Yeah, and Chris, you go back to Marcus Sanford's offense. That's getting not what that way did, Chris. Yeah, no, hey, hey listen, I'm, I'm glad Sat's going, man. I'm glad Sat's going. Yeah. Chris, it took, a, it took a while to get used to Sanford's system because they did not kick it to late season, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, because you want to do offense. You want to stop Sats, right, Chris? I mean, you definitely want to stop. I, I think the primary goal is to stop the run this year. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, you got to stop the run. Your offense got to score a lot of touchdowns. And, yes, your defense got to stay on. Your defense got to get sides of the rest on the field, huh, Chris? Mm. Yeah, dude, for sure. I, I think you can expect to see an aggressive defense this season, Justin, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, um, um, I got you, man. I went to uh, Moore Beach uh, yesterday. Um, I drove my time at Moore Beach the other day. Nice. How was Myrtle? Pretty good. Um, hey, Chris, I went to I did some fun things at the beach, and I went to see uh, – hey, Chris, have you seen Barbie the movie yet? I have not seen Barbie the movie yet, Justin. How was it? It was good. I, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. That's the first comic movie I had seen in a long time, you know, Chris? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Have you, you didn't see Oppenheimer as well, did you? Just You just saw the Barbie movie? Yeah, they say you got to go see Barbie movie first, so you got to go see Oppenheimer second, gotcha. you know? Gotcha, okay. Okay, well, that makes sense. Hey, Chris, that makes sense. We, oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, what do you think about Oppenheimer? This, I, dude, this dude is about to show the world, right, Chris? Yeah, it's about the bomb. I, I don't I don't know much other than – I don't know much other than it's very long and very good. So, I I, I, I have not seen it yet either, though. Yeah, it, yeah. to me, it's, it's good because – let me tell you, the guy, the, the guy the, he designed stuff pretty good, right, Chris? He did. He did indeed, man. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I might have to go yeah. see that one. I don't know yet, but we'll see. Yeah, and Chris, uh, we talked about we talked about Pat Trey, man. It's a mess. About what now? The Pat Trey, it's a mess. Oh, dude, for sure, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the Pac-12. I I mean, Colorado going to the Big Twelve, not totally shocking, but uh, yeah, it's. I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, I'm not shocked. You know, I think Colorado. Listen, Chris, we know they're gonna go. Bit, we know they're gonna go back to beat track at some point. Why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. No, I, I with the Pac-12 crumbling. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I I don't think it's surprising at all that Colorado is is heading back. Yeah, and think about Coach Pond. He has they has to be in the Pac-12 this year, and next year he's gonna go to beat track. Is that something, Chris? Yeah, it's crazy, man. And I think they'll do well. I, I, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how Dion's. Tenure there plays out for sure. Justin, I appreciate you calling in, my guy. Oh, yeah. always, always a pleasure to hear from you. You too, Chris. Take care, my friend. Hey, be good, Justin. We'll talk soon. Great stuff, my guy. Justin, I want to try to get into your questions, guys. We won't take a break for another 10 minutes or so. Let's let's get into lots of questions here. Lots of questions here. Lynn Turner says, DK5 is a Gamecock legend. will be a fan favorite as long as there are fans who have seen him play regardless of what happens this year. I just hope this year is his breakout year for him. I, we all hope so, Lynn. I mean, absolutely. I, I think uh, – 
I think that goes without saying. Yeah. Uh, Ken's, when did the show change? Its format have been gone since last football season. Well, Ken's, welcome back, first off. The show changed the format a couple of months ago. Call from Dalton. Dalton, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, I uh, wanted to call in just because we were talking about NIL a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know if you read the new bill that's being proposed in the Senate by Tommy Tuberville uh, is sponsoring it. Uh, what what do you think about it, and do you think it should be passed in the law or not? So, admittedly, Dalton, I have not read it, like, thoroughly to where I could sit here and give you, you know, a real educated answer, if I'm being totally honest, from what I've seen on it. It feels like it's going to make, or what it sounds like, it will make, you know, these guys more so, like, paid employees is what I've picked up. But, again, I have not sat down and read it thoroughly front to back, anything like that. So I, I don't want to speak on it and give it an opinion when I I just – because, again, I, Dalton, I, I admittedly am out here. Like, NIL, like, it's, it's not my favorite thing to talk about because it's just – I'm not in the NIL world like that. I'm not I'm not engulfed in it. Um, it just kind of is one of those things we, we sort of just have to acknowledge and deal with because it's such a part of college football. But um, it sounds like, from again, what I've heard, that it's moving college football closer to – the paid employee approach, which, again, I don't know if you've read it, so you might be able to educate me a little bit more on it. I mean, most – I haven't read the proposal, but most likely when, when a bill does actually get onto the floor of the Senate for a vote, and if it is passed through the Senate, I'll, I'll read whatever is passed through the Senate because most likely this bill is going to go through – a bunch of different versions of amendments. The the initial bill that's being proposed right now is not, you know, probably what we're going to end up with if it does end up getting signed into law. But I'm just wondering, you know, what's your kind of opinion on whether or not the federal government should be involved in college athletics to this extent, or, you know, like a, like a lot of others are, are echoing, or if you think the federal government needs to step in and sort of regulate it because the NCAA is sort of unable to do anything at this point. Well, I mean, to your point, Dalton, you just made the point. I I think they have to. I mean, I think they have to step in because, you know, if the NCAA tries to do anything, it's it's, the lawsuits are going to be flying left and right. So, you know, somebody above them has to come in and make some sort of set of rules. And when you're talking about people getting paid and getting paid like employees, like we need some people who know what the hell is going on. I mean, listen, we opened Pandora's box, man. It's here to stay and – it's not going anywhere, and it's only getting bigger and badder, and people like Shannon Terry out there are, you know, good good on him, but they're out there really embracing this and the NIL valuations on, on, on their websites. And, like, I, I mean, this is not – this is only the beginning. Like, I, it, we're not going to look up in five years or ten years and say, man, remember when NIL happened? That was a good time. Like, this is going to be at the forefront. And, and so – and I know some hate to hear that because, you know – I was going to say that amateurism is, is going out the window. It's gone. Amateurism is gone. Like, it is. It is a thing of the past. It's a fallacy, um, at least for the top-tier guys. Now, is everybody living that out? Not necessarily, but, um, I mean, listen, I, I think if there's going to be real change and real structure, I, yeah, I think it's got to go – I think it's got to go beyond the NCAA. Dalton, I mean, I, I think the NCAA has proven they're as incompetent as it gets. I mean, the fact they rolled this out there with no sort of rules or regulations, I think that only proves that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see sort of what this this develops into. Most likely, it's going to take a lot of 
you know, political arguments back and forth, like I said, amendments, this isn't even close to being a done deal at, at all. Um, just because everybody understands how, you know, uh, partisan it is in, inside the, the Senate and House of Representatives. But I, I do agree that ultimately there does need to be federal legislation on this. And, you know, you just hope that they come to a compromise and something that can, you know, make the college athletics landscape better, not worse mm-hmm. at the end of the day. For sure. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I don't have the answers, Dalton. There's folks, thankfully, that are much smarter than me that are in those positions of power that will try to figure this thing out. But um, you know, I I I just say again, NIL's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. The you know the whole tampering thing, and it's I I don't know what they can really do. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know outside of again just putting some structure in place. I mean, making it making it harder to. You know, I will say I think limiting the transfer portal stuff would help because I think a lot of the problems is not just that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Or transfer. It's the fact they were released simultaneously. And you really open it up for free agency without the structure that like the NFL has. So, uh, you know, that's when it becomes the wild, wild west. Heck, Shane Beamer spoke on it, I believe, at media days when he said it makes it really tough when like you build relationships with guys and then it gets down the stretch and they don't come to your school. And it's because of things that are not football related. And he was obviously alluding to NIL, but it's the nature of the beast. And you know, it's one of those things. Be careful about complaining about it because, I mean, come on, man. Let's call it for what it is. South Carolina got Nick Harbor because of NIL. South Carolina got Spencer Rattler because of NIL. It may have not been the only reason, but it was part of it. It was a big-time reason. So, you live by the sword, die by the sword, and um, you, you just got to keep up with the times and make adjustments and be able to think on your feet because it's not going anywhere. Well, I would just recommend that next time you have uh, have Jake Crane on, I, I saw an interview where uh, David Cohn and, and uh, Blaine, uh, Crane, Jake Crane's brother, was, mm-hmm. were doing an interview with, uh, you know, Senator Tuberville, obviously former 
Auburn uh, head football coach. And so he's, I think, one, one of the reasons why, you know, this bill is probably more well thought out, a little bit better than, than most as far as a starting point for discussions on a federal NIL bill is because uh, Senator Tuberville has sort of been in, in both worlds. You know, he, he was a college football coach before he was a senator. So I'm excited to see where this goes, but, you know, it's definitely a different world. And in, until NIL sort of gets back on the rails and, and there's some, some structure to it, I, I don't think, you know, the college football landscape is going to get better, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Fair points, Dalton. We shall see what happens, man. It's it's going to be really interesting to follow. Um, I appreciate you calling in, man. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from our friend Dalton. Giving some real perspective on NIL. Uh, we got a text here. Fun fact, South Carolina is undefeated when they're featured on college game day. Uh, I hate to tell you, but fun fact, that's not true. Because the last time South Carolina had game day was 2014, South Carolina, Missouri, and they lost that game. So I don't know where that stat came from, but I hate to burst your bubble. It is inaccurate. Uh, anyways, guys, as we keep moving, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zachary Hall. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking what's going on. Two things real quick before I get to what I'm going to talk about. One, my dad has a show coming up in the upstate on the 18th of this coming month. He is headlining a show. I'll send you the, I'll send you a, I'll send you the poster after the phone call. Okay. Um, and shout out to Tanner Land. He asked me to give him a shout out. So shout out to him. So very nice. I hope you. I hope he didn't get sunburned because he was by the pool whenever he asked me to. So Very good. Give him a shout out. Anyways, anywho, I am gonna be. I'm gonna be pulling hard for DK this year. Okay, because if anybody on our roster this year deserves a storybook ending to his Gamecock career, it is the carry-on joiner, okay? Because whenever he – whenever, because like you said earlier on in the show, he said in a press conference that he was a quarterback and he came to South Carolina to play quarterback, okay? But he ended up not playing quarterback hardly at, at, at all. And instead, he moved to wide receiver – played wide receiver for a year or two, and then now he's at running back, okay? So in my opinion, he absolutely deserves a storybook ending to his career because he very, I'm, shot, I'm still shocked that he did not leave, okay? So I am, I am hoping and praying that he gets a, good, a very good ending to his college career, okay? And I think I think he can do that as long as he just keeps his head down and he and he works and he works at it. So I will be. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, he he's got all the tools. I mean, he's he's put on the size. He's got the athleticism. Uh, I think the big question for the carry on joiner is just 
transitioning to playing the running back position and the nuances of it and the different things you do. And, um, you know, Brian Dean, the question says, Chris, do you think DK's name starting running back on a day? I I do at this point. I I do. I, I I think the Kevrion Joyner's name to starting running back, but I mean, how they handle that position to me is fascinating just because I just, I'd be stunned at unless somebody really truly distances themselves in fall camp. I mean, right. I don't see one guy getting the bulk of the carries. Like, I, I think they're going to, especially early in the season, like, okay, let's kind of figure out what we have, you know? So, which it very could be to carry on Jordan. It, it, was, it could be DJ Braswell. It could be it could any be. of those guys. So, But if it was me, okay, this is what I would do. If I had no idea who my starting running back was going to be, I would basically do running back by committee, okay? Keep fresh legs in there at all times. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you don't want one running back getting the bulk of the carries and all of a sudden something happens and you're down a running back. Okay, so what I would do in this situation, okay, is constantly have fresh legs in there because one, a running back gets hit quite a bit whenever they are running the football. Okay, Mm -hmm. so if it was me, I would have I would have fresh legs in there constantly. I would tell all my running backs, be ready to go in because I'm going to keep fresh legs in there at all times as much as possible. That's fair, Robbie. I think that's what I'm expecting. I think they are going to be running back by committee. So we shall see. I mean, there's talent in the room, but uh, just a bevy of question marks for sure. So, but and like you said, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I would not be surprised if it was a running back by committee situation. Indeed, I'm expecting that as well. Robbie, I appreciate you calling, man. I'm gonna but try I'm, to get to. I, I've missed a lot of questions today, so I'm gonna try to get back into these. But uh, yeah, man, no great, problem. Great buddy. comments as That's always, man. You're welcome. Have a good one. Yeah, Robbie, take care, man. Appreciate you. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Let's get back into these questions again. I know I've missed a lot of them. Um, let's see. I saw Lynn talking about Travis says, let's face it. If the O-line doesn't bring the pale and nastiness this year, it's going to be a struggle for all of our running backs. We know this open up the holes, big uglies. I mean, Travis, you're right. You know, we could spend all day talking running backs, but if that O-line don't open holes, what difference does it make? Right. I mean, truly, truly. Jeff Gullett says 65% of the Gamecocks fan base will implode if Carolina goes 7-5. and five. Do, you, do you think so? I mean, I, that's a great question, man, to ask. Like, do we feel like if Carolina goes 7-5, and five, that, I think I, I'm, I'm honestly – I mean, there's your occasional folks out there listening, and I'm not trying to come at any of you, but as I mentioned yesterday, you know what the beauty of being objective is and being real and, and having the unpopular opinion – Let's say going into next year, I picked Carolina to go 10-2. and two. Let's just say I did, right? You would know I wasn't bullshitting you. you would, you'd be like, okay, we must be for real because this dude, he keeps it a buck. He keeps it 100. He never bullshits. Like, So for him to pick this record, it ain't just garnet glasses, whatever, bias. He believes it. There's some people out there, man, that like, bro, I'm sorry. If you're out there picking 9-3, and 10-2, and 11-1 and one every year, I respect all predictions, but you pick it every year. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you pick that every year. Like, 
How much credence can I give your pick? For the most part, though, from what I've seen, and maybe it's just because I I interact with the right people, follow the right people, I think this fan base has pretty realistic expectations going in the year. I, I, I do. I, I think they do. Um, I don't think. I, I don't think for the most part. I'll tell you this: if you go seven and five, the Clemson game, the season basically all hinges on the Clemson game. If, if you go seven and five, if you go seven and five and beat Clemson. I think people are ecstatic. I think, maybe not ecstatic. I, I think people are really, really happy. I think people are really content. Chance to win an eighth in a bowl game. I think folks are happy. And I mean, on the contrary, I think if you go eight and four but lose to Clemson, is it, how do people feel? If you go eight and four but lose to Clemson, I think seven and five, people would rather go seven and five and beat Clemson. I, I think that goes without saying. And that's why I said that, that's why I said that, you could really list that game as the most important um, just because of, dude, if, if you're not winning the SEC title, if you're not winning the East, I mean, the next best thing you can do is beat your rival, right? So it, it is an important game, no doubt. But I think if you go seven and five, and there's going to, especially depending on how it happens, there's going to be some disgruntled folks out there. But I, I think for the most part, the I, I heard it phrased by somebody else this way, and I think this is, this is perfectly, I think this is perfectly said. There's your there's your 10% over-the-top, positive, optimistic, garnet glasses. They'd never say a bad word about their team. There's your other 10% that is chicken curse, negative, doom and gloom, who Shane Beamer has addressed on occasion. And then every fan base. The 80% is just your normal, everyday fan that, I think keeps things in perspective and has realistic expectations. Now, the 80% is not more important than that other 20% I was just talking about, right? It's not. It's not. All of those facets are important. They do serve a purpose, all of the facets. Especially that 10% that's uplifting, positive, you know, garnet glasses crude. Like, that's great. That's great. That's great if that's how you want to operate. But I think the 80% is what will will outweigh everything. And so I think seven and five, I think the 80% is very, you know, they, they, they realize that is a realistic possibility. Um, they realize that. Progress, and Austin Gregory, I see him commenting, he made this point too. Progress is not linear. Like seven, like, like Bryce Coon said, seven and five is not some major step back. Like I just, I, I don't think it's fair either for, and that's why like I'm very confident that this team takes a step back this year, a step back, quote-unquote, in regards to number of wins. Because you won seven in year one. You won eight in year two. Like, it's not just going to be this upward, okay, well, we're going to win nine this year. We're going to win 10 the next. We're going to win 11 the next. Like, there's going to be some bumps in the road. man. It's just the nature of sport. It's the nature of college football. So, you know, it's why I've said, too, if there's any team in the SEC East that – I have to pick that I think will take a step back at South Carolina. I, I mean, really, truly. Now, I've got the Gamecocks going 7-5, and 4-4 four and four in SEC play and finishing third, with all that being said. But, and it's because South Carolina achieved a, such a level last year. If Carolina would have went 6-6 six and six last year, I'd have said, oh, they're going to they're, they're gonna take a step forward because I, w- I think this team wins more than six games. But, like, 
Kentucky's going to improve. I think Mizzou absolutely could win more than six games. Now, Florida could take a step back, to be fair. Florida could take a step back, to be fair. I want to go and throw that out there. But I, I just, progress is not linear. It's not. And so I think to expect South Carolina, just it's just going to keep going up. Like, that's a dream scenario, but it's a dream. I, it's real. I don't think it's reality. I think it's la-la land. I think it's... it's, it's it's, it's fairy dust. It, it doesn't exist, as they said in Wolf of Wall Street. So, uh, how about this? Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt has been hired as a PE teacher at Plainview High School in Alabama. What a weird headline. Luke RJ, 10-3 and three is what I want to happen. It's still very reasonable. that Or that is still reasonable, 5-3 and three in SEC with a win at home against Clemson. Fair enough. I mean, I want 15 and 0. I mean, personally, but Jeff Gulledge says, I don't think they do. I feel like we'll be seven and five, hoping eight and four better, but most of the fans solely based on the way we ended last year. They think it's nine wins or more, or it's a failure. Jeff Gulledge, if you think it's nine wins or more, if it's a failure, you have not followed South Carolina football long enough. I'm I'm sorry, dude. Until proven otherwise, that's crazy. That's a crazy mentality to go into this year. Again, this is so identical. This is so identical, talking about Tennessee and Clemson and Notre Dame, this is so identical to last year when folks said, we're going to do what we did in the Mayo Bowl. We're going to do the exact same thing. Like, it's just not that simple. And who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Rattler throws for 430 and six touchdowns against North Carolina. We're having a way different conversation. I hope that happens. I hope that happens. Mm, Austin Gregory, have you thought about releasing SEC wide receiver running back power rings like you did with quarterbacks? Great, Austin Gregory, that's a great point. I'm glad you asked that question. So the week that I go out of town to Montana, that'll be like the 21st to the 25th or something. I think that week I will release lists like that. And the plan is this. There will be no TDC, but we are going to have podcasts lined up with special guests to release Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that, like, the podcast doesn't go into some hiatus or what have you. And heck, I, I might even have Vanderbilt commentary on the Vandy-Hawaii game, best battle stuff that I'll pre-record and have it set to release that Thursday, that Friday, what have you. So Because, obviously, I, I'm not going to leave you guys high and dry for an entire week when we're that close to football season. And so, yes, Austin, lists like that, that will happen that week um, while we're out of town. So, that's a great point, though. I appreciate you. Uh, Austin, what brings you to Montana? Family. Family. Austin, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to do BCC hangouts while in Montana. I, I will be busy with family. So, uh, not just my family, but Miss TSUS's family. So, that is a trip where we are meeting some, some relatives that, uh, you know, are on the back nine, we shall say. So, we want to make sure we maximize the time out there, and we'll be We'll be hiking, going to Yellowstone. Really, it's going to be a really great experience. I, I'll I'll be commenting. I don't know that we can do hangouts. I'll, I'll be communicating with you guys, but going to be pretty busy. So, Jeff Gulich is exactly, I'm telling you, the majority of the fan base believes it's nine wins or more. I would love it, but I just don't see it happening. I've been a fan too long to know it less likely than more likely. I mean, yeah, Jeff, I'd... I, I think it's more likely Carolina goes six and six than nine and three, if you don't mind my honest opinion. I I, I really do. I, I because 
South Carolina has overcome. The reason the computers hate South Carolina, there's two ways to look at it, like we talked about yesterday. The reason the computers hate South Carolina, I, I don't think it's just because, well, the world hates the Gamecocks and ESPN hates the Gamecocks. There are real reasons. South Carolina has finished outside of the top 100 in rush defense. They've led the SEC in turnovers. Like, there are reasons why that FPI spits out five and a half. There are reasons why Kelly Ford spits out 5.7. On the other side, on the other side, right? You have to give credit to the fact that South Carolina has won despite it. They've won despite it. That's because of their culture, and that's because they maximize special teams, and they maximize their talent, and they're opportunistic. And you have to give credit to that. But you also have to realize that's a very slippery slope. And it's gone the right way for South Carolina in Shane Beamer's first two years. It can go the other way. It can very much so go the other way, and that's what I think you have to be really weary and really cautious of if you're a Gamecock fan. And you have to keep that into perspective. For South Carolina to hit 9-3, and three, guys, everything would have to click. Every question mark this football team has would have to work out in South Carolina's favor. That's just not realistic. It's not going to happen. Getting back to eight wins would be a magnificent season. Seven and five would be a fine year. And six and six is very much so in the scope of reality when you factor in the numbers the previous two seasons and if they don't improve on some of those drastically. Brian Dean, we got the toughest schedule in the country. Seven and five is very successful. For sure. Jacob E says that's why Moneyball never won the World Series. Numbers don't tell the whole story. Jacob E, you're right. You're right. You're right. We shall see if that's the case. The third year in a row to Beamer. Guys, we've hit 3 o'clock. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in. What an electric show today. Thank you all so much again for the continued love and support. By the way, check it out. The BUNC shirts are officially live. We posted those on social media. Also, by the way, we're getting into women's merchandise. Hats are also on the way. Please be patient, but we're getting into women's merchandise. We just dropped a Beamer Ball crop tank on TSUS.store. The SpursUpShow.com is also where it can be found. I will post that on social media today. Really excited to dive deeper into women's merchandise. Uh, also, guys, of course, make sure you're on YouTube. You hit that subscribe button. You hit that bell icon so you get notifications of when we go live and when we drop new video content. And also, of course, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. They release every single day, 5 p.m. Eastern. Also, rate the show, review Give us five stars. We appreciate it. Guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.